Hi there, it's episode 80. Today I'm answering the question, how should I handle a clingy baby? You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. Hi, it's Danae. Thanks for tuning in. This is a Q&A style podcast. So if you have questions, I would love to hear from you. You can go to simplefamilies.com forward slash ask. For both today's episode and episode 81, I don't have access to my regular microphone. So bear with me if the quality is not quite up to par. We'll be back on track in episode 82. If you have something that you want to talk about one-on-one, I do offer private coaching sessions, anything from a quick 20-minute strategy session to something longer and more customized to fit your family. If you want to learn more about that, you can get in touch by going to simplefamilies.com forward slash coach. Today, I'm taking a question from a new mom, Jenna, and she wrote, My nine-month-old has always been very independent and curious during play. We've never used swings or seats or anything, so she's always laid on a blanket and played by herself. I would even be able to walk away from her for a couple minutes, and she'd be totally fine. Right around the time she turned eight months, she won't play alone anymore. She'll hardly even play with me sitting next to her. She just fusses and tries to climb in my lap. If she thinks I'm going to walk away, she has a meltdown. I hate this for her because she's always had such great playtime and selfishly I'm over it because I can't get anything done and I don't want her to live in a carrier. What can I do during this clingy stage? Jenna, your feelings are very normal and I will tell you that this is a very normal time to be seeing clinginess from a baby. Separation anxiety tends to rear its ugly head frequently, most so during, I would say, 8 to 10 months, and then again around 15 to 18 months. So you're seeing probably the first major bout of it now, and you'll probably see another one shortly later in the toddler years. And in my experience with both my kids, that second period during 15 to 18 months has been much more intense. I think it's a wonderful thing to continue to encourage her to play independently. So just because she's not doing it doesn't mean you should stop trying. It's kind of like the mom that tells me that her kid won't eat green beans, so she stops serving green beans. Keep working towards it. Keep exposing her. She's going to come around to it again. It's not anything that you're doing wrong. It is a developmental phase, and it's totally okay to pop her in the carrier to do what you need to do to get things done. I would be curious if this tends to happen more so in the afternoon hours because many babies tend to never really lose that witching hour, which usually happens between, I don't know, five and eight o'clock. I know my son didn't really hit that, but my daughter has always sort of been a little bit fussier and a little bit harder to deal with in the afternoon hours. But then again, I feel like I'm sort of a little fussier and harder to deal with in the afternoon hours too. And I know for me, it tends to be as the day has passed, Sometimes I'm just getting exhausted and I don't have as much patience and I'm not quite as calm as I was in the earlier hours of the day. So if it is happening later in the day, her behavior could in some ways be reflective of how you're feeling too, because we know that our kids are always mirrors. They're always reflecting whatever it is that we're feeling. So if you're feeling a little bit stressed out about this, she might be feeling a little bit of that stress too. I like to explain separation anxiety as a mama duck and her baby ducklings. If you've ever seen a mama duck walking around, she has her baby ducks that follow in a perfect line. And you have to wonder how she keeps them in line, right? Because human children would never do that. There is something evolutionary about separation anxiety, and it helps to keep our babies close to us. So 
the reason that they're crying out is this need, often a physical and emotional need that's rooted somewhere deep inside of them that they need to be close to their mother. And it's almost always that separation anxiety affects the mother and the child, regardless of who the main caretaker is. And I think that's more evidence of this evolutionary tendency that's at work here. So imagine her as your little duckling and she is just trying to stay right next to you to make sure that she is getting all of her needs met. So the takeaway for today is when it comes to separation anxiety, don't stress out more times than not, it is absolutely a phase. Thanks for tuning in. This has been episode 80. If you want to stay in touch with Simple Families, go to simplefamilies.com and click get started. 